0: to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Think about a time when you've been cold, like really cold. Now imagine you live close to the Arctic Circle. Uh Uh-huh, that's got to be cold, right? Well, that is exactly where Sig lives. He lives with his father and his stepmother and his older sister in a cabin, basically right around the Arctic Circle. So, yeah. It gets cold in the winter, and one of the things that his father has always told him and really stressed with him is the fact that when it gets cold, even though it looks like the ice on the water might be frozen, never trust it because there could be weak spots in the ice, and if you go through the ice at the Arctic, you're probably not going to survive, even if you do make it out. This particular afternoon, Sig is waiting for his dad to get home from the mining office where he works. And his stepmom and sister are kind of bickering at each other, so he decides he's gonna walk around the lake and wait for his dad meet his dad on the dog sled team, because it's back in right around the turn of the century that this book takes place. But his dad isn't coming and isn't coming, and he keeps walking farther around the lake because of course he wouldn't go onto the lake when something catches his eye out across the lake and it horrifies him because he realizes it's the dog sled team. He races onto the ice even though he knows his father would warn him not to because when he gets to where the dog sled team is, he finds his father's frozen body and realizes that the worst has happened. Sig saw the whole scene now as if he had been there. He saw his father pulling on the gang lines of the dog's harnesses, The dogs themselves fighting to stay on their feet, claws scraping frantically. Somehow, he gets enough of his body out of the hole and hauls his legs up after him. He knows he has to work fast. His clothes are already freezing onto him, and though home is only a mile distant, he'll be dead before he gets halfway. Unless he can make a fire. He has no wood. But then he sees clearly. The sled is made of wood. There are papers from the mine office in his leather satchel. And he's got matches. But with gloved hands, he can't even get the box out of his pocket. He risks pulling off one glove with his teeth and fishes the box from inside his fur-lined parka. But it's bad now. His body is shuddering with great convulsions as the ice forming on his legs and feet greedily sucks away his body heat. He drops the matchbox in the snow, and kneeling down, it takes many attempts just to get his fingers already numb to close around it. At last, he holds it fast, then realizes he should have gotten the papers and broken up the sled first. He wants to cry, but he can't. He can't even think straight. He pulls at his satchel with his gloved left hand, but even that is so hard because he can no longer control the muscles in his arms knowing his chances are slipping away. He pushes the matchbox open, but then he shivers and pushes too far. Box and tray separate, and all the tiny wooden lifelines spill into the inch of snow on the frozen lake. Sig sees it all, just as if he'd been there. He knows he'll never forget it to the end of his own days. He wonders what it's like to die, to die alone. As Sig contemplates the horror of his father's ending, his stepmother and sister come racing out onto the ice with him and discover what has happened. Together, the three of them are able to get Sig's father's body onto the sled, and the dogs take them all off of the ice. When they get back to the cabin, they put Sig's father on the kitchen table and cover him with a blanket. And then his stepmother and sister go to town to try to find someone to help them bury his father. And while they're gone, all Sid can think is, why? Why would his father go across the ice? It makes no sense to him. After all the warnings that his father gave him over and over again about never trusting the ice, never going on the ice... Sieg wonders what on earth could have made his father make that deadly decision. And while he's wondering that, there's a knock at the door. Revolver by Marcus Sedgwick